0: It is finished. Mission accomplished. I mean, what a strange thing for Jesus to say because when he said those words, it is finished, he was literally hanging on a cross and about to die there. But as with many things, Jesus saw a much bigger picture than many people would recognize simply by looking at appearances. You see, what Jesus understood is that he wasn't just dying, he understood and believed that his father was about to resurrect him as well. But there was way more to it than simply dying and coming back to life. Jesus's death and his resurrection were God's ultimate trump card, his final move to restore his people, those who believe in him, completely, 100%. If Satan had understood what it was that God was really up to when he let his son go to the cross, Satan would have never killed Jesus in the first place. So, what was it that the devil was missing? What exactly did Jesus do in terms of God's eternal and magnificent purpose? That's what we're going to explore on today's episode of the Victorious Liberty Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McSpadden, and I am so excited. Let's jump in. Now, we're going to take a little bit of time here to review and go back to the beginning because we've been talking about this for quite some time, and I want to make sure that we get the full picture of what it is Jesus did, why he did it, and why that matters for you and me right now today. So, let's go all the way back to the very beginning. Adam and Eve. If you remember, they were created by God. He breathed his very breath into their nostrils. He gave them a glorious mission to take his Eden, his perfect creation there, that everything was good, and spread it over the entire planet. He gave them authority. He gave them the power and the dominion so that they could accomplish this task. And they lived in face-to-face, intimate relationship with God. I mean, wow. Look at where mankind started but guess what? They fell. Now, if you remember, Jesus had to pay a price for what mankind did. What Jesus gave us back was the authority, the dominion, the power that Adam and Eve lost. You can read it in Matthew 28 for yourself, but Jesus flat out said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Now, go and make disciples. So what Adam and Eve lost, Jesus got it back. Not only did he get back the power and the authority that they gave up, but now, because of what Jesus did, you and I have the ability to live once more in intimate relationship with the God who created the universe. I could stop right there, but that is far from all. Next, we talked about the law. Now, after the fall, the law even though it's really rich and complex, and there's much more to it than this, of course. But the law revealed God's ways so that people could understand how to live righteously with Him and with other people. Not only that, but the law actually revealed and demonstrated God's love. Now, the law also had a really important purpose because it foreshadowed the coming Lamb of God, who would be the one who delivered Israel And the whole world from the sins that had beset them since Adam and Eve first fell. Now, all that's glorious, but what the law also showed is that it's really, really hard to live completely by God's ways in your flesh. What you really need is a transformation of your heart. And aside from that happening, it's really impossible for you to live completely righteously or at least completely without sin. So, That pointed to the need for Jesus. Jesus fulfilled the law so that he could then get the law inside us by giving us the Holy Spirit of God. The entire law right inside our hearts, dwelling with us forever. And not only that, but we have received a new heart by believing in Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That's what the Word of God says, and guess what? That's referring to your heart, your way of living, your way of thinking, completely transformed by His life inside you. It gets even better than that. After the law, the prophets started to begin to say, Help is on the way. God is going to send us a Messiah a Savior, a Deliverer, and what He is going to do is set us free from those things that oppress us, and He's going to bring an everlasting kingdom that will only ever increase and never get less. Well, guess what Jesus did? He set us free from every spiritual force that has oppressed us and opposed us and kept us feeling bad about ourselves and depressed and anxious and afraid or angry or addicted or any number of things. Those things have been defeated. They lost at the cross. Period. Exclamation point. End of discussion. And on top of that, Jesus revealed that the kingdom of God is not something that we're waiting for someday, way out there in the future, that it is a present and tangible reality, and that we can live as though all that authority, and all that power, and all that resource, and the very God of the universe himself, we can live as if every one of those things is right here, right now. Now, that should begin to excite you. If you're not excited at this point, I don't know what to do, but the idea that God himself and his kingdom are ready for me to not only experience, but to represent at this moment right now, I find that to be extremely encouraging and extremely exciting. Now, last week we gave a brief snapshot of the life of Jesus And the three points that i brought up that I want to refresh again is when Jesus was here living on the earth, what he did was he revealed three important things. God's ways, in other words, this is God's heart and God's love on display. Let me show you what it looks like when you live completely according to the way God wants you to live. You're going to do amazing things, you're going to help, you're going to serve, you're going to give, you're going to love, and you're going to demonstrate the character of God himself. Secondly, Jesus showed what God's love looked like in action. Healings, miracles, casting out demons, cleansing lepers, you name it, what Jesus showed was that God loved people, He completely was ready and willing to meet them where they were at, and He would not only forgive them, but send them out on the same mission that Jesus Himself had. Now, we're going to get more into that later. But the third thing that God put on display through his Son, was the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom, that it was present, that it was tangible, and that people could live their lives not wishing for it, but knowing and trusting that it was here and now, and miraculous, truly supernatural things could happen at any given moment. Now, To get the full effect of what we're talking about here, you also have to recognize that Jesus didn't just come to live and show these things, he had to die. What a terrible thing that God took on flesh so that he would eventually die in my place, in your place, because that's what it took to pay for the sins that you and I and our ancestors all the way back to Adam and Eve have been committing ever since Adam and Eve fell. It was a terrible price. There's never been anything like it since the beginning of time. That was the worst and yet most magnificent thing that has ever been done. Now, you have to ask yourself at this point, okay, I get it. Jesus came, he lived this life that put God and his ways and his kingdom on display, and then he died, but why in the world would he do that? And especially, why in the world would Jesus die for me? (laughs) I am glad you asked because there are so many facets to that, so many different answers to that questions that I am barely, barely, barely going to scratch the surface of it tonight, but let's look at just a few things. For starters, I just double-dog dared to go and look up this really neat Greek word called sozo, S-O-Z-O. It's the most common word in the New Testament that's used when we're talking about somebody getting saved, being saved. So when Jesus said that God sent his son into the world, that the world through him could be saved— That's the word we're talking about here, and I'll give you a brief taste of what sozo actually means. It means saved from death, given eternal life, delivered from oppression. It means shalom peace, a Hebrew concept of peace, which isn't just absence of conflict. Hebrew shalom peace is everything in its place, nothing missing, nothing broken. And guess what? There's even more to it than that. Go look it up. Go find it in the Strong's Concordance or on the internet and find out what sozo means and you'll never look at being saved the same way again. But Jesus gave his life so that you and I have the potential and the opportunity to be saved. Sozo. Now, not only that, but because of Jesus' death, our sins have been forgiven, and not only that, but sin no longer has dominion over us. When Jesus took our sins to the cross, he defeated them once and for all. There's no going back. Now, of course, you can choose to go back. You can always choose to go back to your sin and sin again and again and again, but the reality is, because of what Jesus did, we don't have to live that way anymore. The Bible also tells us that Jesus became for us wisdom. He is my wisdom. I don't have to be wise myself. Jesus became wisdom for me. By living according to his will, I become wise. Not only that, but I'm sanctified, set apart, given purpose, given destiny that's way beyond what I would imagine for myself. I'm justified. I'm made right with God. There's not one accusation the devil can bring to God and say, yeah, well, McSpadden did this that Jesus won't answer and say, but my blood, my death paid for it. And I'm redeemed. Those things that I lived my life in slavery to prior to believing in Christ, He paid for it so that I could be brought to Him. I'm out of slavery and into His kingdom. I'm going to keep going. You know what? Because of Jesus, we are instruments of righteousness. Or another way of interpreting the same thing is we are weapons of righteousness. In the hands of our Maker, we are releasing His righteousness to this world. We have actually been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, I can live my life as though I am completely right with God and I am issuing the invitation for others to become just like that. I've been seated in heavenly places. My authority, which my ancestor Adam gave up, it's been restored to me. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive inside me right now and it could come spilling out at any moment. God has made me an ambassador. He has given me permission to put His ways, His love, and His kingdom on display, just like Jesus. And you know what? Jesus Himself said it just like that. He who believes in me, the things that I do, He will do also, and even greater than these, because I go to my Father. So that's just a nutshell. That's a bare scratching of the surface, but these are a short list of things that Jesus accomplished through his death on the cross and through his resurrection. And if you've never believed those things about yourself right now, I'm literally talking about this very second, it's time for you to begin to believe those things. If you want to go through the New Testament, you'll find everything that I just said word for word in there. Now, I'm not going to tell you where it is because I want you to read it for yourself. Remember, I don't want you to follow me. I want you to follow him. So, now's your chance, believer. Go and hunt down these words, and when you read, you find it, and you say, this is who I am, and this is because of Jesus. It will transform the way you think. It will be, as he said, the law, the ways of God, his heart, his love, his mind on display within you, and your life is going to reflect the glory of your God. Do you see what I mean when I said there was so much more to it than simply going to die on a cross? And I'm telling you, I barely, barely scratched the surface. It's way deeper than this, but I'm giving you enough to whet your appetite. I hope you are so hungry now for God's Word that you're going to turn off this podcast, open up your Bible, and thank God for everything that He accomplished through His Son, Jesus Christ. And you know what? There's still even more to it than that, because I haven't even gotten to the Holy Spirit yet. Jesus told His disciples right before He was preparing to go to the cross that when He went, He was going to send to them a helper. Now, who was this helper going to be? Well, here's just a little foretaste of him, okay? He's the greatest teacher that there has ever been. He is the greatest helper you could ever possibly know. This is how cool he is. He can take imperfect people and put a perfect God on display. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So, you're going to have to wait till next time for us to really jump into the Holy Spirit and how He plays into this gospel of the kingdom, this good news. But I want to end tonight with this invitation. And I have to tell you, this is not my invitation to you. This is God's invitation to you. So, here it is. If you've never believed in Jesus, but you're feeling stirred, You've never received Him as your personal Lord and your Savior, and you're knowing in your heart right now that that's exactly what you need to do. Here's the invitation. All you have to do is believe. All of these benefits we've been talking about, everything that I've mentioned throughout this entire series, what does God ask for us to do in order to receive all of it? Simple. Have faith. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that's what the Bible says. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is who the Word of God says He is, and if you're willing to confess with your mouth, in other words, you're making a declaration, this is what I believe and my life is now going to be lined up with this, then you can be sozo, saved, healed, delivered, set free, no longer under sin. But you just have to choose to receive it. It's a gift. Now, You may also be somebody who says, you know, I've believed in Jesus before, but I've not really truly received and laid hold of these things. Either way, this is the invitation tonight. I'm going to pray this prayer, and it's not about the specific words that I say. It's about your faith, and it's about what God can do when you simply believe He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he would do. His word is the truth, and it is the ultimate authority. And I am going to allow him to be my God. I'm going to allow him to save me and restore me and give me hope and destiny in a future that's greater than I would ever imagine for myself. So if you're willing to do that, then just pray with me. Father God, I thank you so much that you love me, that you care for me and that even in my darkest hour, you have never left me alone. Thank you that from the beginning, you had a plan to bring me home to yourself. I confess, Lord, that I have sinned. I have willingly and willfully committed things that I knew to be wrong. And in doing so, I sinned against you. I've broken your ways. I've broken your laws. I have not kept your word. But Lord, I believe that Jesus is your Son, who came to this earth, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross to pay for my sins. Lord, I believe that Jesus is alive, and that because He lives, I can live also. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I believe that you paid for them in full. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are alive and that you pray for me before the Father right now. And Jesus, I confess you as the Lord of my life. I give my life to you. It's yours, and I am yours. And now, Lord Jesus, I receive all that you died for me to have. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for all the benefits that your life, your death, and your resurrection purchased for me to have. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your blessing. I receive your life in me. And I thank you that I will never be the same. Lord Jesus, show me your ways, fill me with your love, and make me an ambassador for your kingdom. In the name of my King, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast on that note, but I can't encourage you. Get into the Word of God believe what it says, receive it for yourself, and you will never be the same. Next week, we're going to look into the glorious Holy Spirit and how He helps us all to live the life that God ordained for us and to go on a magnificent adventure that's greater than you have yet imagined. This is Kevin McSpadden. May God bless you, may God keep you, and may God cause His face to shine upon you.